0: Martha Jo was a part of the team down there called the Care Department, and she also did Cleansing Stream and a number of other things, but we'll just stop there. But very talented, very gifted speaker. And the main reason that I love having her speak here is because she seeks God whenever she speaks. Not to say pastors don't, but she seeks the Lord, and I know she's got a message for us today from the Lord and You need to listen because we are revamping the hope. (gasps) What? (laughs) She is going to talk about what our altar ministry, intercessory ministry is going to look like in the future. And if, if anybody here wants to be a part of that, you need to lock in on this message because she'll share some things. We're going to actually be doing some training so that all of us are in the same place. That helps, right? That we all know what's expected of us and what we should or shouldn't be doing. And uh, I'm looking forward to whatever Martha Jo is going to share. So come on. You got, you got your mic on already?
1: Yep. I do.
0: Love you guys. Oh. I'm glad you didn't fall. That would have been horrible.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Just man. lay hands on me and yeah. I'll resurrect. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's over here. Oh, God is good, amen? Amen. Oh, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord. You know, for those of you who don't know, this is our church home now. So we are so happy to be here and to be a part of the hope. Hallelujah. God is good all the time. God is good. Amen. So we are going to be starting a new um, ministry team to work the altars, and I've done this for years. And... I love it. I love praying with God's people. I love praying with people who aren't yet God's people, you know? And we get the privilege of being able to lay hands on them and let God move in people's hearts. And, you know, Pastor Barb was telling me her vision was that our church is like a hospital. There's going to be a lot of wounded, hurting people that God is going to bring in by his spirit. And we want to be able to minister to them. And so that's why some of the the newness of what we're getting ready to do is, is going to happen, because we want to train people to be able to be a care worker, where they're able to bandage up the wounded, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, because that's what Jesus told us to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. So if... God is starting to lay on your heart to minister in that capacity. We've got sign-ups at the guest services and also here that, you know, just we have an informational meeting on March 7th at 6 p.m. And if you want to come and find out more what's involved in this, we want to welcome you and so that you can be a part of that. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> So I don't know about you, but I'm glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know, I see so many smiling faces this morning, and I, I just want to give honor to where honor is due. I want to honor Pastor Norm and Pastor Barb because they are just precious. You have, we have precious pastors who watch over this flock and care about this flock. They have a heart to love on you because god put that in their hearts amen Amen. and so i'm incredibly blessed to be be, be able to be a part of it so before we even start i want to pray the word of god says that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god which is our reasonable service so father we come to you in the precious all-powerful name of Jesus. And we thank you for this time that we can gather together to hear the word of the Lord. And Father, I pray that you would give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying. Pour out your spirit. We welcome you. Holy Spirit, come. Come in power. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh today, Lord, just like what you said in the book of Joel. And, Father, I pray that I would step back into the folds of Jesus' garment, that they won't see me, they'll see Jesus, that they won't hear me, they'll hear Jesus. And so, Lord, we pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done in this service, this morning, in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. 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 You know, have you been taking notes about what Pastor Norm has been preaching on lately? He's been talking about how important worship is. He's been talking about welcoming the Holy Spirit. Melinda got up here and talked about preparing for a move of God. I mean, I'm leaping inside. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so good. You know, we are getting manna from heaven from our pastor. But we as individuals, we need a move of God. Our church needs a move of God. The churches across this nation need a move of God, and this world needs a move of God like never before, and it all begins with seeking the Lord, to seeking him first. The word of God says in Psalms 27 and 8, it says, seek my face, and my heart said to you, O Lord, your face I will seek. But the New Living Translation says it this way. I'm telling you, write this down. It's so good. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Don't you just feel like God is just saying, come and talk with me. Come and spend time with me. And and our soul is responding saying, yes, Lord, I want to come. I want to hear what you have to say for me. And through all the years that I've been serving the Lord, and it's been a long time, you know, I've changed on how I seek the Lord. As times have changed, I have changed. And I've learned that through the years, that there are things that we can do in the natural realm that sets the stage for God to move in the supernatural. And you know, that's why we're getting ready to launch a ministry team. Because there are things that we can do here at the hope in the natural realm and and come expecting for God to move in the supernatural. So, hallelujah. I want you to turn to 1 Kings 18 because this is a, a perfect example of what I'm talking about. This chapter is familiar. It's about Elijah challenging the 450 false prophets of Baal. And so we're going to start with verse 21, 1 Kings 18, 21. It says, Elijah came to all the people and said, How much longer will you waver hobbling between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. And the people were silent. I want you to note that Elijah just didn't challenge the 450 false prophets. He was also challenging the people the children of Israel. He was saying, you need to make a choice and serve God. You know, the word says, choose you this day who you're going to serve. And what is, what's the second part? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You need to make that declaration over your family. And so he was telling them, you've got to choose. You can't be double-minded anymore. You can't serve the world and serve the Lord. You can't love the idols that the world sets up and continue to call yourselves children of God. And as I was thinking about this, and the Lord, I was just rolling this around in my spirit. And I felt like the Lord is saying the same thing today. He's saying, you've got to make a choice to serve the Lord. You can't be double-minded anymore. You can't serve the world and serve the Lord And you can't love the idols that the world sets up and continue to call yourself a Christian and live like the devil. Ouch. Ooh, it's quiet. So in a snapshot of this event that took place, Elijah had put out a challenge to these false prophets while the children of Israel stood by. They're watching this go down. And so the false prophets were to cut up a bull and put it on um, over wood, but don't put any fire under it. And the and then Elijah was going to do the same. And so he he told the people he said the God who answers by fire will be the true God. And so the people said okay, we agree. And so he let the false prophets of Baal go first. And of course they've cut up their bull. And then they're calling upon their God and and they're leaping and they're cutting themselves and and they worked themselves up into a demonic frenzy is what they did. And but nobody answered. No God answered by fire. So now it's Elijah's turn. <laughs> and in 1 Kings 18 let's start reading with verse 30. You there? Yes. Okay. First time I'm using my phone up here people. <laughs> Then Elijah called the people, come over here. And they crowded around him as he he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. He took 12 stones, one to each represent the tribe of Israel. And he used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the Lord. Then he dug a trench around the altar, large enough to hold three gallons. He piled the wood on the altar, cut the bull into pieces, and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. And after they had done this, he said, do it a second time. And they did it. He said, when they finished that, he said, do it a third time. And so they did that. And when the water ran all around the altar, it even filled the trench. So now as Elijah is laying this all, all out, there was things that he had to do in the natural here in order to set the stage for God to move in the supernatural. He told the people to watch him. He said, come over here now and watch me. You watch them show what they have and they have nothing. Now come and watch me. And the first thing he did was repair the altar of the Lord. This is important because it was broken. They weren't using it anymore. The children of, of Israel just had abandoned God. And so he did, he was repairing the altar, he built it in the name of the Lord with the stones that God told him to do. He dug the trench, um, he arranged the wood, he cut up the bull, all these different things that he did. But what happened is, verse 36, at the time of the evening sacrifice, Elijah prayed out loud and in front of the people. Now, that's pretty bold. You know, I tell you what, when the Spirit of the Lord hits you, you can get pretty bold. You know, sometimes things will come out of your mouth that you think, oh, I, I can't believe I said that. But it was the Holy Spirit bringing it up. Amen. You put it in, God will bring it up. Amen? Amen. And then it says in front of the people, O oh Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, prove today that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant. Prove that you have done, I have done all of these things at your command. The New American Standard says it. I have done all of these things at your word. Verse 37. O Lord, answer me. Answer me, so these people will know that you brought them back to yourself. Did you catch this? Everything he did... He had heard from heaven. He did it at the word of the Lord. You've got to have an ear towards heaven to hear that, what God just told him to do. You know, I don't know about you, but there's times I see what's going on. I watch the news and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. We're living in a day where they're calling what's evil good and what's good evil. And I'm so grieved in my heart over it. And I'm praying and I'm, I'm, I'm before the Lord and I'm saying, Lord, you see what they're doing. They're legalizing sin and trying to deceive the church to thinking it's okay that you do that because it's legal now when God said, don't do it. And, and I'm grieved and I'll talk to the Lord about it and stuff. You know, maybe that's what was happening with Elijah. He was praying one day about the events that he was seeing in his day going on, how it grieved him, how the children of Israel were doing things the Lord told them not to do, things that were bringing them into great bondage. But then all of a sudden the Lord says, Elijah, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go challenge those 450 false prophets I want you to each have a bull. I want you to cut it up. I want you to cut up wood. I want you to get the water and pour the water over it. I want, I want you to repair the altar of the Lord. You know, and, and he heard from heaven. You, how many of you know when you hear from heaven, it can change everything? Just like that. Amen. When you get a word from heaven. And so he's in obedience to the Lord. And all of these things Elijah did... In the natural, that helps set the stage for the Lord to move in the supernatural. Wow, wow, wow. Verse 38 and 39, immediately, say immediately. immediately. So he just got through praying, and boom, God, immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, the wood, the stones. Now, have you ever seen fire burn a stone? I haven't. And the dust. Have you ever seen the fire burn the dust? Uh, I hope it goes through my house. (laughs) And it even licked up the water that was in the trench. And when the people saw it, they all fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. I don't know about you, but I can't wait To see God move in such a way in the supernatural that we see it with our own eyes. Whether you're Christian or not, that all the people will see God move. And everybody starts crying out, the Lord is God. The Lord, he is God. I can't wait. What about you? When we get to heaven, I want to sit down in God's theater. I believe God's going to have a theater, and I'm going to sit down with a big bucket of some type of manna popcorn, and I'm going to have it drenched in heavenly butter. Yeah, my fingers are going to be greasy and probably around my mouth, too, and I want to watch the rerun of this, not the remake, not man's version. I want to see the actual event when it took place, and Not only that, but I believe we could have a section reserved for our church, Pastor Norm. (laughs) We'll all watch it together because this is incredible what took place. And how many of you have been in the theater when you see these crazy people who get into the movie so much that they're like, yeah, let's go, you know? Well, I'm going to be one of those wild people. I'm going to say, Elijah, you can do it. You and God got this. He's with me. Amen. Amen. I want to make my reservation, Lord. And just like Elijah, we too can get ourselves into a position to hear from heaven, so it sets the stage for God to move like we've never seen before. And we need to get ourselves into a position to hear from heaven so that we can receive from heaven. Amen? Elijah did what he could do in the natural he prepared his heart that was one of the main things as you prepare your heart he was zealous for God to move he was zealous for the word of God for the things of God are you are you zealous for the things of God are you zealous for God to move I am I'm hungry hungry hunger is contagious can I say amen I will say amen Okay, now we're going to turn over to Exodus 33, verse 7. When you get there, let me know. Thank you. (laughs) Exodus 33, verse 7. Moses took the tent and pitched it outside the camp, a good distance from the camp, and he called it the tent of meeting. And anyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. I love this. In this scripture, Moses decided there needed to be a place where he and others could go to spend time just seeking the Lord. Whether they needed to or whether they just wanted to, this was a place that they could go to that was far away from that which was familiar to them. I'm going to share a testimony. Early in my walk with the Lord, we hadn't been born again very long. My husband and I, I'll have to share that story another time. When we got born again, we got born again together. We walked the, the aisle down to the altar and received Jesus together. And we, were, we had started our family and he worked midnights. And so, after I got the kids in bed and got him off to work, that was my time with God. I loved it. I'd have my word ready. I would be praying. I would put on worship music. I would even dance before the Lord in my my living room when nobody could see me. Hallelujah. But I would seek the Lord, and it was glorious. But my husband got a raise, and his, his schedule went to days. I'm telling you, that rocked my world. I really had a hard time adjusting, and I was frustrated. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just being transparent with you. It was hard. I could not figure out when would be a good time for me to read the Word of God and just to pray. So I asked the Lord for help. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many know where your help comes from? Comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so I got this idea. It just kind of dropped in my heart when I laid the baby down for a nap. That that would probably be a good time to, to just take time and spend in the word of God and spend with the Lord. And so I would do that, but I'd get so distracted. Now, I am a Martha and I fulfill my name well. <laughs> I love finished projects. I love it when I have something to do and I get it done all the way to the end. That's just the way God wired me, isn't it, honey? <laughs> and so, what happened with my schedule changing, and I've got him laid down for a nap. I thought, oh, I'm just going to do the dishes real quick. I didn't have a dishwasher, so I'm doing the dishes. And I had about three pieces left. And I'll never forget it. Down in my heart, I heard a whisper. Now. I tell you what, it was the hardest thing for me to lay down a dishcloth and walk away. But I was also learning how to crucify my flesh. The Lord was teaching me how to do that and so I did I laid it down walked away and when I and I and I felt like the Lord wanted me to go in our bedroom because it was less distractions and so as soon as I crossed that threshold I'll never forget the presence of God met me in my bedroom here is God meeting me and it was just oh thank you Jesus Oh, my gosh, Lord, I love you. I praise you. And I just had a wonderful time with the Lord. So the next day took place, and I got our son, our baby, down um, for his morning nap. And instead of going straight to the bedroom, oh, my gosh, I go to the bathroom and scrub, put scrubbing bubbles all over the tub, and I'm getting ready. And now I hear a, a, another whisper, Now, daughter now. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know, sometimes we get in these habits that just are are distractions. And so I laid that down, walked out of there. Again, I crossed that threshold and the presence of God met me. And I knew this is what God wanted. He wanted this time you know, I don't know about you, but mornings are the best time. I am more productive in any morning than I am in the evening. Yeah. And so the Lord wanted the best of me. He wants the best of you. Amen. And so I walked into the bedroom. Here's the presence of God meeting me, and I'm thanking him again. And I, I knew. You know, but you might think, well, it was all easy after that. No. <laughs> It wasn't because I would go in the bedroom and I'd lay on the floor. How many of you ever laid on the floor just before the Lord? Yeah. And just getting quiet with the Lord and stuff. Well, the problem is, is I opened my eyes and then I saw the carpet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to vacuum our bedroom. And then my head goes up and there's a basket of clothes on the bed. I kid you not. And I'm thinking, I got to fold those you know, and I, and I was desperate, and the, <laughs> the word of God tells us to seek first the kingdom of God, and I was having a trouble, because this, my everyday chores was becoming such a distraction, and, but when you get to a position where you're desperate for God, and you're desperate to have that time with the Lord, Desperate means takes you to desperate measures. And so what I did is I went to the closet, little closets. And my husband, I went to his closet. (laughs) We had two little closets. And I have too much shoes, too many shoes. And he didn't. And so I would sit in his closet. I was desperate. I'm telling you, I was hungry for God, you know? And so I went into his closet and just made room for me and shut the door, and it's all dark. And I'll tell you what, during that time, I was able to corral all those distractions. And that's when I started having visions. I was getting God's perspective about situations in my life, you know? And I did this for many, many years. And then another season of life had come to me. And that's when he started calling me to go outside the camp to meet with him. Let's read Exodus 33, 7 again. Moses took the tent and pitched it outside the camp, a good distance from the camp, and called it the tent of meeting. And anyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. There are times in your walk with God that he might call you to go outside your camp specifically to meet with him. And I refer to the camp as where we live. It's our homes. It's where we have regular routines of life. It's where we work and we watch TV and we mow the lawn and we plant our gardens and yes, we shovel snow. We've done a a lot of that this week. (laughs) And so going outside the camp means we go somewhere else to meet with God. And that includes, but is not limited to, is going to church. Do you realize tent of meeting is here at church? We come here to meet with God, don't we? That's, right. That's our whole focus. You know, so going to church is a type of meeting for us. But another type is where Pastor Norm and Pastor Barb might call fasting and prayer and open up the church so you can come and spend that time seeking the Lord. Or a holy convocation where we come together as a church body. Just our purpose is all about Jesus. You know, with me being um, on staff as a pastor downstate, We, uh, I had times that I set aside, I had to schedule God in, do you know? You can get so busy in ministry and not have that quality time that you need. And so early in the morning, I would come to church, and I would just go in the garden prayer chapel, put on some worship music, and I would just walk and pray, walk and pray, for for years I did that. Even before I came on staff there, I did that. But that's what I was feeling the Lord was having me to do. Tens of meetings, they also include revivals. Do you realize with revival sparking across our nation, people are grabbing their pack backpacks and a sleeping bag and they're going. Right. Because they want to have an encounter of the God kind. Amen. They they're hungry. For the things of God. And that's going outside your camp. It's going outside of your home. But I believe that that fits the definition of a tent of meeting. And again, as I I said, Moses decided there needed to be a place where he and others could spend time seeking the Lord. Whether they needed to or whether they just wanted to but they could get away from all that was familiar. The tent of meeting can also be Christian conferences and revivals, or, or not revivals, um, retreats. And for years, I, I, me and my husband, we did a lot of retreats. And I loved it because we wanted, when the people came, to experience God. It wasn't about us. It was all about the Lord. And having a heart for that. And so we would prepare for these retreats six to eight weeks ahead of time. And I trained the ministry team where we would focus in on seeking the Lord for that specific retreat because all of them had different personalities. And quite frankly, sometimes it was a two-day retreat, a Friday night and all day Saturday. Sometimes on Friday nights when we would go home, I was in such awe of how God moved that I would just say, Lord, I don't know how it can get any better. I don't know how tomorrow's going to turn out because this was just incredible. See, there was things that we did in the natural that helped set the stage for God to move in the supernatural. Hallelujah. And so this includes women's retreats, men's retreats, and prayer getaways. You know, when you go on vacation, you go away to get away from it all, and you come back all refreshed if you didn't burn yourself out during vacation. But you come back to your regular routines of life a little more pep in your step. I love Phil's pep in his step. (laughs) And a better outlook on life altogether. Well, going to attend a meeting with the Lord does the same thing for you spiritually. You're able to... Think more about the things of God. Able to get deeper into his word, to worship him. You love people more. Sometimes we act like, we say we love people, but we don't act like we love people. But a side benefit is joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The enemy does everything he can to steal your joy. Because he knows strength comes from that. We need is refreshing. We need his presence. Acts 3.19 says the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. And so the tensive meetings that I've been on, whether it was a retreat or a women's conference or a specific prayer getaway, I always come home full of faith, encouraged, built up. I feel like I got faith muscles like you wouldn't believe. And recently I had gone on a prayer getaway. And I can always sense the Lord calling me to it. Remember the scriptures, Psalms 27, 8, that we read? My heart heard you say, come and talk to me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. That's what I feel like, is God is saying, come on, daughter, come talk to me. Share with me what's been going on in your heart. Even though he knows what's going on, he wants you to share with him and take time. To, to have that conversation with him. And I'm telling you, when he calls me away to these, it's it's always a busy time. I mean, how many of you, your schedules are just crazy nowadays. You know, it's it's hard to make ends meet. But I've learned that getting away with the Lord has to become the priority. And so you're making an appointment with God. You better keep it. And as I make my plans, I trust the Lord will direct my steps. For the word of God says the mind of man makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. It doesn't always come easy. But I, I believe the Lord wants me to share a little bit about prayer getaways because just like Elijah, we too can get ourselves into a position to hear from heaven so we can help set the stage. For God to move like we've never seen before. To help set the stage for revival. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Perhaps he has things to speak to you because you can't hear right now. You have to get away. You have to find how God wants you to do it. The church body has got to get back to the basics of seeking the Lord first in everything and in every situation. Philippians 4, 6 tells us that we're to be anxious for nothing but in everything with prayer and think, um, prayer and supplications with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God that's when our faith grows that's when we know him as healer we just don't talk about that he heals we know he heals we know he's our jehovah jireh our provider we know him as our waymaker our promise keeper He's everything to us. And that's when you walk away knowing that if God be for you, who can be against you? The prayer getaways um, that I've been on, some particular, I've gone to a hotel. And when you go, I, it's for three days and three nights, no TV, it's by myself, No um, social media. (laughs) No texting and talking and conversing with other people. This is all about you and Jesus. This is having an encounter of the God kind. It helps you get a new perspective to receive from heaven. It helps you to get ideas from heaven. How many of you got some things that God's put in your heart for you to do, but it ain't happened yet? Those prayer getaways help you with that and all of this happens because of an act of your own will choosing to go outside your camp to a tent of meeting and when you do you're choosing to give him your undivided attention I can't stress that enough we have a phone that's attached to our hand you know, and you get distracted. You know, sometimes you talk to somebody and they're like, oh, I got a text, hold on. You know, it's like, wait a minute, I'm right here talking to you. But we need to give God our undivided attention. We have so much stuff pulling on us and pulling us in different directions. You know, and just how to corral all of that. I had... When, when I was seeking the Lord to find out, how am I supposed to seek you, Lord? Show me what I need to do. And I had to corral all the distractions by getting up off the floor and getting in the closet. Yeah, that was desperate for me, but it worked. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when I'm in that hotel room, the first thing I do is I anoint the room. I take authority over anything and everything that is not of God, Anything that would give me bad dreams. I go through the drawers to make sure there's no demonic books in the drawers. Certain hotels have them, just FYI. And then the Lord has shown me don't let the cleaning crew come in because that room becomes a sanctuary, which is me and the Lord. And I am presenting my body as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. And the Lord, as I'm offering up myself to the Lord and loving on him, he's consuming the sacrifice. I become his sacri- the sacrifice. And it's beautiful to have that kind of encounter with the Lord because he needs our full and devoted attention the song we sang today, nothing else. I love this. This is one of the songs that the Lord has given me through the years that I've been doing this. And it, and the words, I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to be here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. More than anything that I want, I just want you. Amen. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you. As you worship and seek the Lord, it sets the groundwork for the Lord to move mountains in your life. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says, I hath not seen, nor has ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love the Lord? God's prepared good things for you. And so a lot of times I'll take scriptures and I will pray them. And so this is my prayer. Lord, give me eyes to see what you have in store for me. Give me ears to hear what you have to say to me. Let the things that you have prepared For me, enter into my heart because I love you, God. We need a fresh perspective of what's to come in these last days and in order to be a part of what the Lord is doing. Because I've been saying this for years, but I know we're there, that there is a move of God that's coming that's going to be greater than all the former moves of God. And, and if we can get ourselves in a position to hear from heaven, to get things set for the Lord when he says, I want you to prepare this for me and watch him move, and people are going to see it's God. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. There is a move of God that's coming. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a spectator on the sidelines, watching it happen. I want to be smack dab right in the middle of it. Can I get an amen? amen? With the sparks of revival that are starting across our country right now, I want to be in a position where if there's anything I can do, if there's anything and everything that I could possibly do to help set the stage, to help set the atmosphere, I'm, I'm going to do it. And so we need to ask the Lord to help you to learn to be willing to set aside time every day. I'm, I'm saying every day, saints, to read the word of God, to put on worship music. Even if you're cleaning house, put on the worship music. It just puts a lot better pep in your step. To Just pray and seek the the Lord's face but find out what's the best time for you what is your season of life right now I had no idea when I was young in the Lord that I would be going through different seasons of life and each of those seasons have different demands find out what's the best time if you don't know do what I do ask the Lord to show you and when you do Set aside time to read the Bible. <clears throat> a lot of times people do it um, early in the morning. I don't do it so much early in the morning anymore. I, I do it kind of, um, I have my times that I, I get away with the Lord. And, and also, you know, when we moved here, I had some specific prayers. My husband did too, of what we wanted in a house. And uh, I thank God for my husband and, and his things that he put before the Lord because those are big things. But one of mine was, I wanted a prayer room. I wanted a prayer room. It didn't have to be big. It didn't have to be anything special. But I wanted a prayer room. And we've looked at a lot of houses. And when we came across the house that we ended up buying, it was by the grace of God and the goodness of God. It had a prayer room. Well, it wasn't their prayer room, but, it, but when I walked in it, I knew it was mine. You know, and I've got it loaded with my books and everything and stuff. Ask the Lord where you can have a space where you can have your Bible laid out. You don't have to close it up and put it away, but just where you have a space that you can go to and have a CD player. I'm dating myself. <laughs> No, I did not say (laughs) 8-track. But where you've got your music, your iPods and, and whatever, and where you can just take that time and set it aside in a space and you set it aside for the Lord. Let him give you fresh eyes to see your situations from heaven's perspective because, you know, he had to give Elijah fresh eyes to see what was going on. And then the Lord told him what he wanted him to do. And if you don't know what he wants you to do yet, going on a prayer getaway, a tent of meeting will definitely help you find out. Going to church will help you find out. This is our tent of meeting this morning. Do you realize that? And in order to be the light in the darkness, we have to separate ourselves from the world and consecrate ourselves to God. Consecrate. It means to set aside something for the purposes of God. And I realize that not everyone is in a season of life where it's feasible for you to get away for three days and three nights, but ask the Lord to help you have a tent of meeting with him, how you're supposed to do it, because he will make it known. He loves it when we desire to seek his face. The Lord is a rewarder. Say rewarder of those who diligently seek him those who seek him in secret he rewards openly hallelujah and what he requires of me will be different what he requires of you but it is your responsibility to seek the lord and find out can i get an amen, amen. sarah honey if you come up so with that with every eye closed please no looking around Intercessors, this is your time to shine praying for souls. First and foremost, if there is somebody here who has never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity today. For today is the day of salvation. And the Word of God also says that there is no other name under heaven by which men can be saved. And that is only through Jesus, the Son of God, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on him will not perish but have everlasting life. And so if there is somebody here today who wants to make your peace with God, I am giving you an opportunity right now to receive Jesus. And I want to pray a miracle prayer with you. So, if that's you, raise your hand. I see that hand. Is there, I see, yes. Yes, honey, I see that. Any others? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I see that. We praise you, Jesus. Any others? You know, There are times in our walk when God specifically is calling you out and saying, you need to make your peace with me. And I feel like there's somebody here today. Today's your day, honey. And so with that, Let's all pray together as a church. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, Father. we come to you you. in the precious name of Jesus. Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, Lord. that we believe believe. Jesus Jesus. is is your son, that he died for my sins so that we could have a home in heaven. And so today, February 26th, 2023, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, be Lord of my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sin and help me to serve you every single day of my life. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for these who have raised their hands. I pray, Lord God, that you put a hunger in them like they've never had before for the things of God. I pray, Lord God, that, that as you say to them, come and talk to me, that their hearts will respond to you, yes, Lord, I am coming. That you will show them great and mighty things that they didn't even know about, Lord, and that you do a new thing, Let the old things pass away. Let all things become new. And we give you all the glory and praise and honor for what you are doing in these souls, these precious souls, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want to remind you, we have sign-ups for the ministry team as we get busy on on preparing and training, and, and that includes the intercessors. We need you to sign up if you're going to be a part of this. But you know, as we've been talking about just seeking the Lord, just waiting on him, I want to invite you up to the altar and just take a moment and just, if you have burdens on your heart, this is a good time to lay them down at the feet of Jesus. He says, draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh to you. And I don't know about you, but I... God, God does not break promises. That which He's promised, He's also able to perform. And so when we seek Him, we will find Him. Amen? So if you want to come up to the altar and just spend some time soaking in the presence of God, I realize that there are some that need to go. And so, Father, we just pray your blessing upon those who need to leave. But, Lord, put a hunger in our hearts to seek you, to seek your face, not your hand, to love on you and to worship you. In the mighty name of Jesus.